You're now listening to The Festival of Football, presented by Billy Harvey and Henry Barrett. Hello everyone and welcome to this special edition of Festival of Football podcast, where me and Billy Harvey are going to be speaking about racism in football. Um, obviously it's a hot topic and a debate that everyone's probably having around the world and in, in general and obviously in football. Um, so we're just going to no schedule to this bill we're just gonna waffle on about it and give our two cents and um you know try and see if we can solve it i guess that's it yeah and i think it's probably best to give everyone some context of you know where we grew up and what we experienced when we were younger as well um so we grew up in a very multicultural area um of east london we had 65 different languages at our school we pretty much had people from around the world you know we've had friends that are from south america north america africa europe asia um so yeah we've seen like a wide wide range of you know cultures and communities and you know how that kind of dynamics played out uh, when we were younger and what we see what we've seen there is you know quite applicable to um what we're going to talk about now is you know how to deal with racism and as i mentioned growing up as a kid obviously in a multicultural secondary school, you know, there was racism there towards, you know, towards Asian people, towards African people, towards South American people, towards anyone really. And I think those kids that were racist, I think they were sort of singled out and people didn't like it. So it's not something that you could have got away with in a, in growing up in a place like that. It was very much, there was a fear that if you were racist towards anyone of, of any race, that there could be reprisals from you. Uh, not that I'm condoning any violence of any kind, but I think that's why it's not as prevalent in those um, in those multicultural areas, shall we call them? Um, because yep. you just can't get away with it. People that are like that are singled out, and you know, bad things happen to people like that. But I think what we're finding is, especially in this day and age, because what we're talking about was you know twenty years ago now. Um, so you didn't have social media, or it was just coming. To, you know, Facebook may have been around, MySpace might have been around at the time. But now you've got the ability to create hundreds and hundreds of, you know, Gmail accounts where you can create, you know, troll accounts for Twitter, for YouTube, for TikTok, for Instagram. And, you know, you can be whoever you want to be behind that, you know, because, you know, yep. we saw it yesterday as well. We, we commented on the, the, the protest about the Man United stuff. And you now I, I asked the question that, you know, do you think these protests against the owners are as important as the, the sort of the Black Lives Matter stuff that we saw? And I'm not, I'm not condoning that as an organization. I think, you know, obviously ending racism is what everyone wants, but we had United fans saying that, uh, you know, getting the Glazers out of United is a more important yeah. social issue than solving racism. And I, I think, and it was all accounts that had no content, had silly usernames following thousands of thousands of people. And they're probably, you know, 12 year old, you know, 13 year old kids sitting behind their computer abusing players when they lose. Like we've seen it, you know, we've, we've seen it with Ian Wright, who took that guy to court and the, the guy got like a, you know, really, he didn't really get any kind of punishment for abusing like a Premier League legend in Ian Wright. And, you know, we've seen the interview with Shearer and Ian Wright and Ian Wright's going through all of the messages that he gets on a daily basis with like monkey emojis and all of this stuff. And just because, you know, just because he's a black player who played for Arsenal and opposition fans don't like him, they, they pick on him for his skin colour. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, any walk of life, racism is wrong. Um, you know, as you said, but from school, we used to witness it all the time. I mean, we're not, I mean, we was in a position where it didn't really happen to us, obviously, with the colour of our skin. Um, but, yeah, we saw it on a daily basis, and it was just like the norm. Um, and then, obviously, I just, I felt like, you know, when we were at school, you had kids that were doing things but I don't think they really understood understood the real that the 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 ramification the ramifications of what they were doing, like they were they would say things, but they wouldn't actually think you know what that's actually not okay. It was just like what people thought was right, and as you said, the older you got, the more that people thought you know that's wrong. There was you know I said don't condone violence, but there was repercussions for if you were a racist and that sort of sort of thing that happened um and obviously growing up in east london it's a multicultural um london is anyway multicultural and i believe that everyone brings this every culture brings all these fascinating things you know and 
you know, you're not limited to anything. So obviously I don't want to start ranging off things and then being labelled as all that stereotypical. But you just, you look at all the different things and like they, every, every culture is different and it's fascinating. You bring all these different things to, to, to our country and it's amazing. It's, 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 an, it's an, a brilliant thing. And I just don't understand why people can't, you know, realise that and, and, and separate. If you don't like someone, fine but don't not like them because of the color of the skin or, you know, because of their heritage or, or, or cultural difference. Don't hate them because of that. Hate them because if they're a dick, they're a dick, you know, don't call them a something dick, just call them a dick, you know? And that's always been my issue. Um, people just not, just in general, not being respectful in any walk of life but racism as well is a big thing and you just as you mentioned football it's like you remember things like John Barnes having bananas thrown at him on the pitch and uh, you look at things like recently with Bulgaria you know um, with England fans and they were openly doing monkey gestures in the stands and just like what's going on yeah like, and I mean why... with, with the Bulgarian one like I went to Bulgaria about oh, it's got to be five six years ago now probably more um and I went to one of their, you know, so-called Premier League games, uh, two of their teams. I think it was Botev Plodiv and September Sofia. So, you know, probably like a decent mid-table clash. And I remember standing in the stands with the uh, with the ultra fans because uh, I didn't really know, you know, you buy a ticket there, you can pretty much sit wherever you want. But obviously, obviously there's like the ultra stands and whatever else. People I went with are very passionate about the club and there was a lot of racist abuse towards their players then, their own players. Like they're... Um, they had a Brazilian player. I can't remember his name, but he was black and his wife was sitting in the stand. And as soon as they saw her, they were making monkey chants and all this kind of stuff. And then I, just, I was standing there like, we, we just don't do that. Like, you know, it, it isn't as obvious in England at times. Like it, you yeah. go to games and it's not, you, you don't get people doing that. Well, you know, it might happen, but I haven't seen it at a game personally myself. In, in, in our country, it's more so online that it's more so on social media and, because people can hide behind it yeah and i think what you said yeah and they like the sports companies over the weekend we saw the blackout they did let's be honest it will achieve nothing the only the only the only way to do it is it's like for example i'll give you an example i signed up to coinbase which is a cryptocurrency trading platform and i had to give my address my name my passport you know because these are the financial regulations that we have in place social media could easily adopt those so yeah but the problem is bill people don't people say well why do i need to give my identification to a social media platform like facebook that i don't trust because facebook already have been proven to spy on people yeah. so why am i then going to give my identity to them so there's there's your argument there if you've yeah, got I mean, these social media platforms that are not trusted you can't trust them people are not going to give their passport details no and, they and, but the thing is, I think if they all, if all social platforms came together and said you need to give us some form of identification and your address, it would stop a lot of these trolls. Like, let's yeah. be honest. Like, if 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 you knew that you logged on to Twitter and West Ham lost the game and Diop made that mistake he did last night and that cost you the game, for example, and yeah. you went on there and you called him all of the racial slurs under the sun. You wouldn't do it because you know that the club and the platform could trace it back to you, to your house. And then you know... Mate, you're... I, w- I, w- I wouldn't do it in general because it's wrong. No, I, I know you slate, wouldn't do it. I, I'd I slate you... him. I would slate him for being a crap player. Yeah. I wouldn't slate him because of the colour of his skin. That doesn't make him a crap player. No, and I, I was using you as... Yeah, Malenko's white and, you know, I think he's shit. Yeah. I'm not going to say he's white shit. I'm just going to say he's shit. No, no. not... Yeah. I know what you mean, but I'm just saying, like, normal human beings wouldn't do that. It's no, people but... that have grown up over the years and not been taught. That's, that's for me, the only way you're going to fix it. You'll stop social media um, racism and bullying mm-hmm. if you bring in these forms, like, you know, identification, put in your address, whatever else. Yeah, because then you can be traced back to you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you could put in a fake address. But if they do it so your identification has to match the address, yeah. different story. Um, 
I mean, me personally, he's also got to look at how many like kids have killed themselves, you know, like secondary school kids and stuff from yeah. online bullying. That's the world we live in now. You're not just getting bullied face to face. When we was at school, it was face to face. You get bullied. I used to get bullied quite a lot back in school. You know, I was a chubby, chubby, chubby um, kid and I used to get called fat and everything and everything else. Not even slightly remotely saying that's worse than racism or anything like that. But it was hard. And then if I had to go home and then I constantly got it online as well, I can understand what it's like. Imagine then if it's racism, something that you can't change. It's who you are. And you're being then treated like this, but not just in person. It's then online where you can't get any freedom. You can't get any reprieve. You can't get any like break from it. You're just constantly bombarded. And then like, my, my worry is, right, in the Euros, is that like Rashford's going to miss a penalty and we get knocked out of the Euros. Every time we have a penalty shootout, I instantly think, oh, no, if, 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 if a black guy misses a penalty here, they're going to get so racially abused. It's not, And that's wrong. No one should be doing that in this day and age. It's 2021, man. We've come so forward in other things. But why in racism have we not moved forward? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it comes down to a, a lot of it is if you if you took and I don't know if there's been any psychological studies because I'm not I'm not involved in that world at all. But if you took a group of kids as babies, you know, of you know various different races, they're not gonna you know they're not gonna say I'm not playing with that kid because no. that kid's black or that kid's. They Asian. just they just run and play. They don't think of it. It's the parents that are doing that. I mean, my missus is like got degrees and stuff in psychology so i could definitely get her to give me some two cents into it but like personally i just i don't know i've got i've got a son he's not racist at all because he's not been taught to be racist when i was a kid my parents had um foster children that were black yeah i don't call i don't call them um foster children uh, foster kids or whatever I call them my brothers they're my brothers they might not be blood but they're my brothers and I remember when I used to um, talk about it back in the day people would go you've got black brothers well, what happened there and I'd be like my mom fostered them and I lived with them for oh god 10 years and like here's what it is you know at the end of the day skin color is irrelevant you know just like the saying age is just a number skin the color is just a color it doesn't mean anything there's no different just like we said in the previous pod there's bad in every walks of life it doesn't mean just because one muslim person does something or one black person doesn't we paint everyone with the same brush it's not how it works and if we had more people in this world like with them views then it would stop it i believe personally the reason why racism doesn't stop it's because the people that are high up that can make a change are racist themselves. That's a bold statement, that one. But I, I get it. Like, I know what you're saying. It's like you can see the difference in, especially in the media and reporting, maybe not so much in this country, but in others like America, for example, you know, every young like uh, black kid that, you know, in, in the sort of the ghetto or the hood, as they call it, you know, if, if, they, if they get shot or something, you know, they're a gangbanger. They might not have been. You know, they might just have been in the wrong place at the wrong time, but then... It's the then... same in this country as well, mate, with the media. They do the same thing here. You know, I know it's not football-related, but you look at um, the royal family. You have Meghan, the way that Meghan was treated, to the way that, that Kate... Uh, yeah. Millen, was it? I can't even know her last name, but the way they were treated. When she was pregnant, she was all this and all that and all negative terms. When that Kate was pregnant, how glowy she was. And like, it, it's all wording it was it was racism while using certain words and you could tell it was racism without being in your face racism and going to like you said about kids they do it here as well mate you know like living in london like i often see now still like on the and you know new and recorder shout out to the new and recorder you hear like another kid's died in London and he's been shot, he's been stabbed, and it, the police say it's gang related. Da, 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 da. And then you see a picture, it's a black kid. Like every single time, you don't ever see like it was just a person, wrong place, wrong time. The amount of times in London, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time and I got jumped or, you know, 
robbed or whatever. Because that's what London is. It's just, if they're, at the moment, they think, that guy's on his own. I'm just going to take his money. But nowadays, they're like, not only am I going to take his money, I'm going to stab him so it gives my cred in the gang a higher thing. It doesn't mean the person that got stabbed is in another gang. It just means that they're in the wrong place at the wrong time. But it's to the media, it's juicy because we can put, oh, it's gang-related and it, it sells stories. That's all it's about, mate. That is all it's about. And that's what I'm saying. The people that can make a change don't want to do it because the majority, I believe, people in the higher-ups are racist themselves. I'm not saying everyone, obviously, but I'm just saying people that can make a change. You look at the footballers that are making a stand, majority of them are black. Yeah. The only the only white player that I've seen that's come out there's two that and spoke about it publicly was Ben Mee for Burnley when that plane flew over. Yeah. And then Patrick Bamford the other day, which was even better because everyone was talking about um the ESL and stuff and he was like well I wish there could be more like this when it comes to racism that was brilliant by Bamford because he he took all the attention and put it straight back on racism and that's it like this taking the knee thing it was good when it started but now it's irrelevant because people are just like oh they're taking the knee again the amount of times I've seen where people are like oh they're still taking the knee like it's being done for the wrong reasons people are not looking at it now and saying why are they taking the knee yeah. They're just now going, they're taking the knee again. But we've got to do something different now. Maybe when they, when they kick off, maybe don't play football for five minutes. Every game, don't play football for five minutes. And like, I have something underneath your shirt where you take it off and it just says, uh, we don't allow racism in football. And everyone just stand there. Yeah. And That's I- an- another statement. You need, yeah, it needs to be bigger and bolder. And I saw today that like clubs are putting out, like I saw an Instagram post from Chelsea and it said like the language they used was, you know, we stand against racism. Great. But then underneath that, it says we will consider taking action. And when you say consider, it means you're thinking about it. It should just yeah. be, we will take action. Because then you say, oh, yeah, we might do it. You know, you could be racist. We might not. You know, sometimes we will, sometimes we won't. Who knows? Whereas the, the language they use isn't strong enough. And I think to kick it out in our country, it, it's got to be draconian. Like it, it has to be really totalitarian about it. So if they're, if they're under the age of, if they're under the, you know, persecutionable age, which I don't know what it is, mate, I think it's 12, then you persecute the parents because you've brought them up in that environment to be like that. It, it, racism is a learned behavior. It isn't natural. They learn it because the parents at home are, set, are you know, saying these things, on the TV or they're making little comments, you know, and they're picking it up thinking, oh yeah, my mom and dad are saying this or my sister and my brother are saying this, this, this is right. Like, you know, we've got X, Y, Z, ABC kids at school. I'm going to go and say it to them tomorrow because, you know, when my mom says it, my dad laughs. Like it's that sort of thing. And I think if they punish the parents, mm. it would stop, it would stop other parents from doing so. And I think really hit them where it hurts. So if you've got a home, like, they should do it like based on the salary that the parents earn combined. So if you if, if your kids are racist and that is proven and you've gone to court and they've been found guilty, they should give you a fine the value of your house. Mm. Because then who would do it? If you knew if your kid was racist and you could lose your house, would yeah, you? But I mean, the I problem mean, is, mate, that when they do things like that, they're never going to be able to afford it they'll just keep challenging it saying well we can't afford it and in most cases like that the courts just wipe it off that's it yeah i know obviously i'm speaking in like a you know it's, that's not realistic but there has to be some sort of form of punishment yeah, no i get what you mean i get what you mean i i think it should be a lesson in schools yeah the history like the history of slavery people being slaves and that is wrong the history of what people have had to go through but don't make it like this is what you know black people have gone through and Muslim people have gone through and white people are wrong for it. The white people back in that day were wrong for it. Us today, we had nothing to do with that, and I would never condone any of that. So don't make it so that kids, white kids, then go and thinking, oh my god, like what have we done and all that stuff. You've got to do it in a way where you just teach that it's wrong mm-hmm. and that everyone's the same. 
everyone's got to be, you know, treated the same. It's as simple as that. If someone's a dick, then okay, you're a dick, and I'm going to treat you like a dick. But I'm not going to treat you like a dick just because of base who you are. And if we, me and you, can come out of them environments that we grew up in, you know, nothing to do with our parents, but just the way it was in that in that environment. Because my, as I said, my parents had a black children so obviously they're not racist um and if you grow up in an environment where you know you've got that happening on a school playground constantly and you don't become racist that just shows that it's an individual choice and what you grow up in and what your morals and values in life are and i think what it is is mainly just people that have have not got these morals and values and they just like it'll take anything, just a little thing here and there, which will put them into that negative lifestyle. And racism, unfortunately, I don't think will ever go away unless we start, you know, from a young age teaching kids that it's wrong. So when they go home, because you look at it now, you see it sometimes, kids challenge their parents yeah. on things. They'll say something, the kid will go, no, that's wrong. You know what the generation's like today? No, that's wrong. How can you say that about that? 20 years ago, it was perfectly acceptable to say that, you know? Mm-hmm. But now, nah, it's not. And that's what we need. We need the kids to go home and say, no, mum, no, dad, that's actually a racist term you just used. I know you didn't mean it as one, but that's a racist term. And then the parent might go, that's right, you know, shit, you know. I didn't think of it like that. But now my 12-year-old kids come and told me, that's an eye-opener. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I think it's not just the... um it's not just the sort of the in-your-face racism that you need to stop as well. It's, it's the casual stuff as well. It's like, you know, I've been to Tottenham games years ago and we had um, we had the South Korean left-back, Lee. And, you know, people were making jokes about him selling, you know, DVDs at half-time. And where that joke comes from is that, obviously, you know, in London at the time, the sort of the, the, the fake DVD market was very much dominated by Asian gangs. And, you know, it would be like a Chinese or Asian, you know, Japanese or whoever guy in the in the pub or in the takeaway or just on the street selling them and again it's it's just those casual links between the two saying you know he's a professional football player but he needs to sell DVDs at half time it's kind of like there's a few there's a few other examples of that sort of casual stuff as well where it kind of goes under the radar and we've seen videos on on social as well with like you know very casual racist meanings behind them and people just treat them like they're a meme now and it's like by doing that, you're making it more acceptable because people are getting yeah. like you know, a million likes on a video and stuff. And you're like, you know, people are seeing that and thinking, oh, you know, he's getting a million likes. I'm going to act like that too, because obviously this yeah. is what society wants. And it, it's not. I mean, this is what, it, you know, you've got to look at it, what things were like. Like back in the day, you'd have um, people doing blackface and stuff on TV shows. Obviously no one would do that in this day and age. Um, it just shows you, that we have come a certain way, but we're nowhere near where we need to be. And like, if someone can have a bad game of football and literally be racially abused because they kicked the ball wrong on the pitch, I just think it's like really bad, mate. And it's 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 ridiculous. And I think as well, there's been a lot of um, obviously in the sort of less developed countries in Europe, we've seen bigger spurts of racism, like you said, Bulgaria. But then people act like, oh, you know, they're 20, 30 years behind us in terms of their like cultural. But that should just not even be taken into consideration. I think UEFA don't do a good enough job. They give them financial fines. What's that going to do? Ban them from like European and world football for the 10 for 10 years if it happens. Just something because, you know, if obviously not if they do it the first time, because you will get fans that will go there and do it just because they know they'll get a ban or something. You know, there will be people that think in that mindset. But if it's consistent, you've got to do yeah. something. You've got to turn around to them and say, look, you're not playing in the Euros. You're not, your team's not playing in the Champions League. But, mate, these countries that you're talking about, a lot of them don't get into these competitions anyway. No, they it's, don't. It's bigger than football, and it it's up to the governments. But as I said, these are the problem. I think these people are racist anyway. The people yeah, that are in power in a lot of countries are racist themselves, so they don't give a shit about it. It's only when look these these top egg, big big wigs in the top of any walk of life only give a crap when it affects them. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what it comes down to. If um, the amount of times you see someone that's racist and then you find out they've got a black girlfriend or a, a Muslim Asian girl's girlfriend, sorry. Like, it, it's, it boggles belief, mate, that you can... These, these big wigs talk about it. Oh, yeah, it's politically correct. Let me put out a statement saying this. But then they go home and they do the same thing. You hear it all the time. And until that changes, nothing's going to change. Because ultimately, the world is run by money and it's run by powerful and inferential people. And if these people are going to be racist and get caught out being racist, then ultimately, it's not going to change. If you've got footballers, like, you know, the recent one with the Rangers and Sparta Prague guy, where he goes up to that uh, camera guy puts his hand over his mouth and calls him a racial slur because he knows if he doesn't do that, he's going to get mm-hmm. uh, lip, like they can lip, read his lips. If you've got people doing that and it's on the big world scene like Europa League, what chance have you got, mate? You know what I mean? And there you go. You, you could, they could use the argument all Sparta Prague's from the uh, Czech Republic and they're behind. Well, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. It's bullshit. It's because their governments in them countries and not putting in stricter things like in this country it should be stricter but at least there is some kind of punishment for racism i mean if you do it in football you're talking about a stadium ban for life maybe it should be jail term it should be if you if i went up on the street and i was verbally aggressive to someone and spat on them i'd be put in prison for um well i might not be put in prison but i'd be like I would have committed a criminal act, right? If I went on the street and was racist to someone, it probably wouldn't be dealt with the same, the same consequence. I'll probably get away with it. Yeah, and, and it, it works. It works the other way as well, Bill. Like someone could be racist to us, and if someone's racist to a white person, it seemed less racist. There's not less racist. It's all racist, and it's end of discussion. Yeah, I mean, any, any kind of racial slur against any race is, you know, racism as it's defined. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's like you said, if you're getting away with stuff, and, you know, people are not being punished correctly and big organisations are putting out like wishy-washy messaging, you know, we will consider action. Like, no, what people want to hear is you, you're against it and you're going to do something about it because I think what a lot of sporting organisations are doing is they're saying they're behind it because they have to say they're behind it. Yep. When it actually comes to taking the action, they don't want to do it. How long has been uh, kick it out in, in, in power for? Like, and what, what's it done? Nothing, Just put really. A t- put a T-shirt on every so often that says kick racism, kick it out, or give racism the red card. I mean, taking the knee worked, but now they need to up it. They need to do something else. Like I said, when it kicks off, instead of taking the knee, don't play for about five minutes. Yeah, it's not going to impact anyone. It's not going to matter on the result. It's only five minutes. The players can still do their warm ups while they're doing the five minutes to keep their body going and whatever. Make a stand. Stop this. Um, that things are more important than racism. There's nothing more important than racism. Nothing, because at the end of the day, people are suffering. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, like we found out on social yesterday that. You know, United fans in you know the ones that replied felt that getting the Glazers out of the club was more important. Well, yeah, they were saying stuff like, um, "It's if it's important to someone, it's still important." And then you made the argument of, "Yeah, but it's two totally different things. One's about race, and one's about football." And like, you know, which one's more important? And they were like, "Well, they're both just equally as important." And it's pathetic. Football, at the end of the day, is a game. Okay, it's I'm passionate about West Ham. I love West Ham, but I wouldn't put West Ham over someone being racially abused. I think I'm I'm mature enough and, and an adult to realise that the racism is more of a concern than West Ham. I'd rather West Ham go out of business than and never be a football club again than have someone constantly be racially abused to the point where they want to kill themselves just because of the colour of their skin. That's pathetic. You can't even compare the two. I mean, yeah, you've got organisations like BLM, you know, Black Lives Matter, that, you know, I'm not even going to get into that. that. That That is what it is. 
the message behind it is what matters. Black lives do matter. And then, you know, you had all these people that were saying all lives matter and all that. And, at, and I'll be honest, at the start, I was like, well, yeah, all lives do matter. But then when I actually researched, because that's what it's all about, researching, all lives can't matter until Black Lives Matter. So you had to, the Black Lives Matter had, was, it mattered more because they were not being treated the same in the argument that they were talking about. And it's true. They, 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 you don't hear about it in football, a black guy being racist to a white guy. You don't hear it. Is it happening? Probably. But you don't hear about it. Maybe it's because white people don't come forward. I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not in that scenario. But you just have to look back and you hear footballers and cricketers and all these people that have come out and said the racist abuse they got on a daily basis in training. Mm -hmm. And they just went on with it because they thought it was normal. That's a problem right there. Yeah, it is. It's a huge issue. I'm, and I'm sure, like, as, you know, I'm sure there have been black players in the past that perhaps haven't lived up to to their potential because of the the abuse that they got and the stress it put on their mental health. And you think, you know, you've, you've damaged that person's career and then you've damaged their life because, you know, you've now given them like a, you're subjecting them to racial abuse on a daily basis. And I think social media has made it a million times worse. And if you look at all the cases that have happened, like you said, I remember when, was it Tammy Abraham missed a penalty in the super cup was against Liverpool and then Chelsea fans were racially abusing him online for missing a penalty because they lost the super cup final. And yes, like you said, you're going to get, you're going to get it. If, you know, say Rashford misses a big chance or Sterling misses a big chance in the euros, there's going to be people that abuse him, be abused them too. In, and and the not in is- the same way as if say Harry Kane missed a chance, they'll swear at him and they'll call him all of these things, but they won't say, they won't you know, racially yeah. abuse him. But that's, you've got to imagine the pressure that they're under then because they must know that. They know that if I make a bad chance here, it's not just going to be I'm a shit player, it's my colour's going to be brought into it. So then the pressure you put them players under, so they're not going to perform to the best. Yep. You know, And probably that's one of the reasons why Sterling's not been that good this year because he's probably had the... Oh, he's, he's stood out against racism, so he's going to be a target 101 for all these dickhead people anyway. Mm-hmm. So he's probably like all that pressure on him and uh, it's easy for anyone just to go online and make all these comments, like you said. I mean, you made a good point about people that have you know, retired or, or not wanting to play um, football anymore or not playing to the right level because of it. There's a player in Rangers, you know, he's not, it's not to do with racism, but he was having another member of the opposition taking the mick out of his men 12 recently. I think it was like last week. And they were talking about taking the piss out of his depression and everything else. And someone that suffered from depression, I can tell you, when someone does that, mate, it's the worst thing in the world. It just puts you like there. Yeah. And he's he's retired from football because of it. Yeah. And it's just it's just wrong. And if people if people are doing that with mental health, of course they're doing that with racism. Yeah, of course. And it obviously there has to be a way of figuring it out of how to get rid of it from society and from football. Like Patrick Bamford, when he said that, you know, where's the same sort of energy against yeah. the Super League is against racism. And I can tell Patrick where it is. The, the fans don't believe in it. Yeah. They, if you, I guarantee you, if we went onto socials now and we posted a question in all of the major clubs in England, would you rather get rid of racism or would you rather be in the Champions League next year? I guarantee you most fans would say they'd rather be in the Champions League. And that's the issue. Yeah, because the, from the accounts that patrol the accounts, the ones that they can't be fingered on, yeah, of course they would. Yeah, of course like, they would. It's like, I don't know what goes through their mind as well. It's like, I think, given, like we said at the start of the pod, like given where we grew up, it just wasn't something you ever thought about doing because you knew there would be reprisals. And okay, the reprisals I don't condone at all, but it kind of put that in your mind to say, look, even if you were thinking about it, you're not going to do it because your so-called friends would, you know, something may happen to you. Like I remember growing up, like we, I grew up on a council estate and we had kids of all different colours and backgrounds in there. And we had a little area down the back that we used to play football in. And then we had this new kid that moved in onto the first floor. I remember his name was Edward. I think it was Edward or something like that. And then he came, you know, he played football with us a few times and, you know, we got friendly with him and we thought it was just another one of us. 
And then it must have been about two or three weeks later. And one of my friends, I won't name him because it's not, it's not fair to name people without their consent. He's from Uganda. Mm-hmm. And he racially abused, like Edward racially abused him. And I remember standing there and I was probably six or seven. And I remember seeing my friend, my friend, you can see the anger in him, like, because he went bright red. And then, you know, the kids that we were playing with, Edward was severely outnumbered. Like, it was a very mixed group of, of friends, right? And he said it, and then something happened to him. And then he had to move, they had to move, the whole family had to move because, you know, the person that he said it to had brothers who were older and they were upset about it and dads were upset about it. And, you know, the the whole block was upset about it. People were going outside of his house. Police had to come. Like, and that's the sort of thing that would happen. And that's why it didn't happen because you'd have that kind of that shock and awe, like of, you know, this is wrong. And it taught you in the wrong way, I would say that it's wrong, but it worked because out of my group of friends, no one's like that. Well, can I just say something? It's like sometimes the means outweigh the, what's the, the outweigh the threat, you know? So like, sometimes you have to be mean to be kind. Sometimes yeah. you have to, you have to do things to, you know, get the point across. All right. Yeah. We don't condone violence. You know, you saw with the Man United protest, as we talked about in the last group, you don't have to go violent, but I think there needs to be, a, there needs to be a stand and the punishment needs to be, prison time and when you go to prison if you go to prison for racism and you're in them prisons mate you're you're, you're fucked because at the end of the day once they realize you're racist in there it's i mean to be fair racism is rife in the prisons anyway but if you're if you're a if you're a racist yeah the racists in there will love you but the non-racists won't and that's the problem yeah yeah and it's again it's one of those things is you've got to punish people for these things now. And a lot of it is, you know, uneducated people. You know, I don't mean to talk badly about people, but it's people that, you know, who are either don't really understand the way the world works or they've been conditioned to, to think racism is okay. And then it's, you know, and they're in places, I'm not saying racism doesn't exist in London because it does. And we know it does. But if you go to somewhere like, it's very much, you know, let's say, a middle-class village in the middle of England, you're not going to find much diversity there. And if, mm-hmm. if, if you are, you know, of a different skin colour or of a different background, say, you're going to stick you're it looked, up. And yeah, people are going to give you funny weird. looks. Yeah. And, you know, you may have just bought a house there. You know, you've, you've done well for yourself. You've moved there. You wanted to live somewhere a bit better for yourself. But because the colour of your skin, people are looking at you. Oh, no, we don't want that. Mm-hmm. In the and it happens. And it happens in 2021. And we're still talking about it. It's not, it's not 1859 anymore. Like, but it's still going on. Mate, it is what it is. And as I said, I think the only way you're going to stop it is if you, you bring in a lot more, I was going to say harsher, but I don't mean, because it's not harsh. I mean, you need to bring in more firmer punishment. If, yeah. if someone's racist, pardon me, if someone's racist, then you just, okay, the first time you can say, right, all right, you're a racist, is your fine, blah blah blah. If they're caught racist again, prison them, put them in prison. Yeah. Because everyone, everyone makes a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, you shouldn't be racist, but everyone makes a mistake and could say something that's racist, which they don't technically mean as racist. So, like, because you said not educated, they might not understand what they're saying. And that's what when the, that Black Lives Matter thing happened, people were saying stuff, you know, like all lives matter. Technically, that was a racist thing to say because mm-hmm. you were not acknowledging everyone. But people just got on their high heels. They didn't bother educating themselves, re- researching and saying, Do you know what? Maybe I'm going to look into it and see why people are saying it's racist. And that's it. People can come across as racist. So I think, yeah, you've got to give people that benefit of doubt the first time around. So you know what? Maybe not. But if it's a, a pure racist term and they're just being a dick, and a racist dick then yeah they should be in prison straight away and given like not just the six month one give them a year, make it a year make it two years so that they learn you're going to be punished because then if you do that you won't see it on the football pitch you won't see it in the stands at football yep. you know what it's like at football a few beers down you bam 
Yeah, I mean, I've seen some interesting chants over the years. Um, not, I haven't, oh, don't I haven't... get me wrong, mate. When you used to be younger and used to go to these games when we were younger, you heard all sorts of chants, mm-hmm. you know, and like things about like if that woman's linesman was in football 20 years ago, the amount of shit she would have got. She get, she does get it a bit now, but the amount of shit she would have got back then as well is crazy. It is crazy. And it would have been seen as normal then. The yeah. women in the crowd used to laugh at some of the things that were said. Yeah, I you mean, I've, I've seen it myself. Like, I went to West Ham Burnley by Upton Park. I think it was a League Cup game many, many years we're talking now. And a girl got up from, you know, she wanted to go to the toilet. And then the stand started singing, she's got chlamydia. And you're like, okay, it's funny, but, you know, you've kind of embarrassed her. And... Hey, it's, it's, not, it's not acceptable anymore. It's no, not acceptable. It's and, not. I mean, it was never acceptable. But obviously, in that, in that time and age, people thought it was. And I think the only way it's going to change is if the higher ups make make a chance, uh, make a make a change. Someone like Boris Johnson, he needs to do something. You know, as soon as the ESL happened, oh, it's going to affect yeah. our game. He he got right on it because why? It involves his back pocket. It, it was all about money. But yeah. racism, he sits quiet. He don't say shit. Yeah? yeah. When Trump was saying, when Trump was saying all the shit that Trump kept saying, the racist comments that Trump kept making, he didn't say nothing right until the new president got in. And as soon as the new president got in, oh, I think what Trump stands wrong. Oh, yes, yeah, we have to do this for England. Da, 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 da. And America's got a great president now. Why? Because it benefited him to, because he's an, he knows that the new guy's in. I've got to go with a new guy now. It's, That's it. Mate, the, the people that are rich and that are racist don't care because they've got money to get out of it. It's as simple as that. And the poor people that are rich are not educated. Because at the end of the day, as you said, if you slap poor person you know like a, a common family that have got a like hundred thousand pound house or if they live in london it's 200 pound for a little box 200 grand should i say for a little box and you punish them and say right that's your fine they're not going to be able to afford it so it's going to be written off it's like the covid fines how many people have paid them yeah it's true yeah it's true and i think that was the way i was trying to think about it, is if you could if you could hurt someone where it, it hurts the most, and for normal, for most people, it's going to be money. You, you know, if it's either money or losing their job, which again is money, isn't it? So that was you know, what I just thought. You, you, you know, I just yeah. thought. I thought, you know, it'd be better because, you know, they, they ban fans from stadiums. Mm-hmm. Don't ban them. Put a big picture of them all around the stadium. This person has been branded as a racist Name for chant in this yeah. and then that person can still go to football but then they'll always see that on their on the thing and make it legal that they can do that because obviously if they did it in this at this moment in time it'll be well you can't put me up there or like that that's not fair you're inciting violence and all that yeah. but make it legal because then that person can say well i'm not going to go to football actually because of that you know i see where you're coming from yeah and i mean naming and shaming yeah it should it should be shouldn't it because there's going to be people in every workplace that are racist and like probably all work with someone that is like let's be honest we we will probably work with someone that is we won't know because you know in the work environment they might not be like that and at the weekend you know they're part of some sort of english defense league or something mad and until until people are named and shamed and you know with the potential to lose their jobs or lose their home i don't think you're going to make much of a dent because they, they can hide behind like i said we mentioned earlier if they don't make social media more regulated, they can then hide behind because I'm not being funny. We could do it now. We could not that we would, but we could go onto Google. We could make 400 Gmails in the next eight hours and we could, you know, make fake accounts on every platform Wait. and just get on with it. Wait, instead of doing that, let's do that anyway and just give ourselves each other, like keep subbing to the YouTube channel and give ourselves like a million subs. <laughs> do something better with your time, man. The amount amount of fake accounts people make to be racist. Make fake accounts, give yourself a YouTube channel, subscribe to your own YouTube channel, give yourself monetization, get yourself money from YouTube. Don't fuck about being racist to someone. It's just pathetic. Get get a job. Do something different with your life. Change your life. Because the worst thing you can do is bring a kid into the world and make them a racist too. Because then what that does is just makes it a circle. And it'll go on, and it'll go on, and it'll go on. And I'll tell you this now. If my son was 16, 17, and he was racist, I always live by the life. This is how I live life. If 
just because you're my blood doesn't mean anything. If you do something that I strongly disagree with, I'm done with you. If my son was a racist and it was like proper racist, I'd disown him. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. A family member, mum, dad, brother, same thing. Because at the end of the day, it's not right. And if it's like, if, if my son made a comment and I was like, look, that's not acceptable, I'd educate him on why it's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. But thing is, parents take their kids out and make them racist. Purposely say, don't play with that kid because of where they come from. Don't do this. I encourage my kid to play with anyone that I think is accept- like an acceptable person. If, they're, if, they're, if I think their family, and I know that their family, can, irrelevant of their skin colour, are bad people, I wouldn't let my son play with them. But if I know they're a hardworking family, they, they treat everyone with respect, I want my son to be around them, to learn from them, to grow, to become a better person, not to sit there and <clears throat> be around these people that, you know, teach them bad things. Yeah, and I think, like you said, I, I think a lot of it with the the sort of that you know don't play with this this child because of their skin and whatever else. I think a lot of it, as well, especially for footballers, is people sitting behind a computer are jealous. So they've got the lifestyle and the money and the, the fame and the success that you know they want, but obviously wasn't good enough for the sport to get it. And and yeah. you know they they kind of pick on them because one they're jealous of them, two they're uneducated and they think oh, you know, if I call him X, Y, Z, I'm going to get 300 likes on Instagram and people will start following me. And, you know, they're trying to be famous for the wrong reasons. Mm. And we've seen it. That's that's what society is, though, mate, isn't it? 15 minute of fame, all these reality shows and everything. Like, it's just pathetic. And that's what it is. Oh, I can be famous for the wrong thing for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, fucking, what's her name? Is it Kate? Kate Ock? Hopkins. Yeah. Look at her. Her whole thing is about being a racist, bigoted bitch. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that it's true. She, in my, in, in my book, she doesn't deserve human rights because she doesn't give anyone else human rights. She says that fat people can't shouldn't get a job. She says um, naming names and all this stuff. You know, India, for example, is a bad name. Or naming your kids after flowers, but one of her kids, I think it's called Rose or something, or yep. she's named after a flower yep. or a colour. You're just saying this to be controversial, to get, as you said, to get um, clicks, to get views, to get likes. That's all it is, because there's idiot people out there that'll go, oh my God, yes, like, 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 like. Yep. That's, Tr- that's why Trump got in fucking power. Because he said all the shit he said. Did he do any of the shit that he said he was going to do? No. Did he build a wall? Technically, no. no. <laughs> he didn't build no wall. No. But he, that was his whole argument about was and that Mexico were going to pay for it. Did he fuck? Bullshit, mate. I, honestly, like, yeah, when I get into this sort of thing, I get very angry, especially when people like that come into the equation because it's just pathetic. Like, as I said, I've got brothers that are black. And if anyone says anything slightly racist, it gets my blood boiling. Yeah, yeah, and so it should as well. And I think it should make people feel uncomfortable. Like if you're out and about and you hear it, it should make it. People should say something. Like I know obviously people don't want to get involved because of safety issues and whatever else. But you know, if you're out shopping and you see someone saying like Tesco's and you're walking like if you're doing not minding your own business and then you know someone just racially abuses abuses someone in the shop you should you should have the the sort of the wearable to say like you know that's wrong what are you doing like you know challenge them and i think you know because a lot of people are not challenged they feel like they can say what they want and i think social media again gives them that platform to say and do whatever they want without any reprisal you know what it is mate you're 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 hear a lot of arguments like people will say oh well i've got this reason for not liking that 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 Mm -hmm. kind right Yep. I'll tell you a story. If that's if that's the basis we go off of, my mum, years ago, was shopping in Iceland and an Asian woman was ramming a trolley into my mum's legs. She asked politely four times to stop. The woman wouldn't. So then my mum showered at her and said, what is wrong with you? You know, she's a Cockney woman, so you imagine, yeah. what the fuck's wrong with you? You know, all this shit. <laughs> this Asian woman spat in my mum's face right spat in her face mm-hmm. pre-covid and all that obviously years ago but still spitting in someone's face disgusting yeah 
my mum didn't racially abuse it. I don't hate Asian people because of that one person. Yeah. So what what logic is it to say, well, this is I don't like it because you know this person abused my parent or this person did this or like you know you've got that Tommy Robinson guy that always says, oh, well Asian people are raping our young white English women. No, a certain few men are doing it who happen to be from a Muslim descent. You know that's what you've got to actually put into context. How many white people have done mad, crazy shit? I don't get treated bad for it. That's why I always say, don't blame me for what previous white people did years ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, know, I get it. You, you hear a lot of that. People say, well, you know, I don't like such and such a person or their race because, you know, I was robbed once by one, you know, young black male or one young Asian male or one young Chinese male or female, whatever it is. And you think... Like if you're going on that assumption, then no one would like anyone because of something that's happened. You know, you that's think what I'm about, saying. You think about yeah, like the I... criminals in history. Most of them are white people. Like you look at yeah. the, the UK's biggest rapist of all time was a black cab driver, right. and he's white. But you know, people are, like people are say, oh, "I hate white people because you know all white people are racist." Like, so why, why can you turn around and go, "Okay, you know, only." all black kids that get stabbed are gang members. Like, it's like you can't correlate the you two. You can't, you can't, but that's what the media do because then their, am I saying this right? Narrative or narrative? Narrative. Their narrative is to put that in, to get it out in that way, you know? Narrative yeah, they, is to they say- They to the fire and they do it because like you said, they want clicks on the website now or they want to sell- This is what I'm saying. This is it. This is it. It's and there's not, there's, there's not the enough, like, there's not enough people like hard-working, everyday, normal people in these jobs. You know, the reason why these people got these jobs in the first place is because they're brand noses. They know what to say to get the job, and they lick ass and they do all that shit. And then once they're there, very rarely they can get taken down. It's only, like, in the last couple of years that you're hearing about these big lot of people that are, are being taken off the pedestal, you know? Yeah. And they're now being found out, you know, you've got that thing that happened recently with uh, Noel Clark being a bully and sexual harassment and all that stuff yeah. you've got things like this happening now five ten years ago it would have been fine that he was doing that now it's not do you know what i mean but it's yeah. but i don't know if it would be fine but i get your point no it would have been fine in the context of what because you know the bbc and stuff they hid what jimmy savile was doing yeah yeah they did it's been proven Mm-hmm. So that's what I meant by it was fine. People would have, oh, okay, just brush it under the carpet, you know. Let's just not worry about that right now. Yeah. But with racism, enough's enough, and it's got to change. You can't brush it under the carpet anymore. We have to change it because there's people, innocent people, that you know are being suffered from it. Like years ago, um, a parent would say, "Oh, if my if my kid brought home." a girl that was black or, or, or Muslim or oh I don't know how I'd feel about it. If my son brought home a black a black girl, I, I wouldn't see it as that. I'd say, oh that's your girlfriend, okay, cool. Or, you know, boyfriend if he, if that's what he chooses to do. If that's what happens. No. I'm not do you know what I mean? I'm not like one of these people that oh no, I can't accept that. Like it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Yep. Just because somebody's a certain colour or from a certain culture. I look at it as in you've got to take the good things out of the culture, you know? And like, as I said earlier, I don't want to name things that people, like, because I don't want it to be like, oh, you're being stereotypical of what that culture is. But the things that these cultures bring are amazing. It's just like, I don't know, it's just, it's just crazy, man. And if we keep allowing this to happen, all I can see is there being like a civil war eventually where people have enough. Yeah, I mean, it just creates a divide, doesn't it? And I think you don't need to be divided. Like I think, like you said, obviously enough is enough and it's been going on for far, far too long, but everyone needs to get behind the same messaging. Like Patrick Bamford said, where's the energy? Like everyone needs to get on the same kind of level and then it will stop. Like we will get to a point where it will stop, but everyone needs to get behind it and that people that are not just need to be left behind in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. As as what I said, you know, people that, treat others like they're not humans, don't deserve human rights. You know, I remember um, the Westminster terrorist attack that happened where the guy killed the copper. 
Yeah. And then there was a photo going around where the paramedics were trying to do CPR on the terrorist. And I, I remember years ago, I, put, I, I commented on the photo saying, why are they trying to resuscitate the person? Like, he's a vile human being. Didn't say anything about race, just said he's a vile human being. He doesn't deserve human rights. And I, there was a comment put on it saying, he's a human at the end of the day. He deserves human rights. I said, was he a human when he just killed people and just tried to, like, kill and injure loads of innocent people? That's not a human. And if you're doing things like that, you use human rights. And if, you, if you're going to be racist someone, you don't deserve to have, um, you know, the joys of what this life can bring. Because there's so many brilliant things this life can bring. And if you're going to let, not let someone else have it just because of the colour of their skin or their culture they come from, for me, you don't deserve to have them things. Why do you deserve to have them? Just because you're, you know, white or in some sense, because you're black, because you don't like white people or you don't, or you don't like Asian people and then Asian people don't like black or white. But it's just pathetic. As one famous person once just once famously said, can't we just all get along? That's it. Yeah. And I think there's been people that have spoke on the subject before. Like you look at someone like Big Nasty when he was talking about race and uh, he linked it quite well with culture i think actually what he said sometimes he talks a lot of nonsense but in this case he actually made a lot of sense is that i think people from poor backgrounds or you know the same sort of backgrounds that we had you grow up with a more a better understanding understanding of the world because you've grown up with people from you know all different nations all different backgrounds speak variety of languages have various different cultures religions etc and i think what what he was saying is that kids that come out of that environment and speak in a certain way. So they may use a lot of slang terms or they may use, you know, words from other languages uh, that belong to say um, like Jamaica or um, African languages or Asian languages is that, that like a, a white kid that's doing that isn't being racist. It's more of a cultural thing because they come from that background and that's what everyone's like. So they're trying to fit in. And I think yeah. it's not, I mean, obviously we've seen a lot of like social accounts that do it to be disrespectful but in some cases it is genuine and i think coming from that background we all know people that speak differently to what to what i do to what you do and they're not doing it to be racist there's just that's, no it's that's the culture the you grew up in yeah i mean you know in london in particular there's there's jewish areas there's um you know other areas where it's predominantly one sort of culture one sort of race and if you moved into that as a young kid, you would grow up with that culture. Like, for example, if you, at a young age, your mum and dad had you, and then you moved to America, you would develop an American accent. Yep. It's the same principle. As long as it's not done in a, in a, uh, uh, how's the word, you know, in a, in a horrible way, and you're not doing it to be spite, you know, then that, that's all it comes down to. But, I mean, we've raffled on for a long time here. It was only meant to be a short video, but I didn't think it ever would be. Um, but what we'll do, I'll end it on this. One man said once before, Martin Luther King, we have a dream that one day white, black, Asian, all races, all cultures can get along and can play together and can do whatever. And I just hope that one day in football, we never have this anymore. But most importantly in life, we don't have this anymore. And I just hope that, you know, somewhere someone somewhere one day comes up with an idea that can solve your yeah same yeah hopefully let's keep our fingers toes shoelaces everything crossed yeah definitely mate but yeah so there you go that's our thoughts on racism um i just yeah i'll, I'll support anything that comes out you know that we need to do to improve it and better it and i just hope that one day that it's as Martin Luther King said, we can all play together and do things together without there being any forms of racism. Let's hope. Let's hope. But until the next one, we'll see you then. See you later.
You've been listening to the Festival of Football podcast, presented by Henry Berry and Billy Harvey. We'll see you on the next one.